0: 1st up on Free FM, rfm and mpr As always, I'm Grady and live on Skype. We got Josh. Sorry if the audio quality is a little dodgy. We are on the travelling setup uh, this week as I am not at my house, uh, but we're still going to be here every week for you to run down the Raw, the SmackDown, the NXT, and to talk about it all coming into SummerSlam a couple of weeks away now and uh, Takeover 36 or 35 as well. Uh, so, where to start? Where to start? Let's just talk about Baron Corbin as a nice overarching theme of both Raw and SmackDown. This man, if he was bad luck before, he's getting even worse in the dirt.
1: Yeah, um, let's see, you got killed by, uh, Drew. Only to then be resurrected and killed by the Prince, Finn Balor.
0: He's having a rough week.
1: Yeah. And that was after being put through a table... Uh, when he thought he was going to get to sign a, a universal championship match the week before, uh, only to be attitude adjusted through the table and Cena sign it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's having a rough one, but I'm sure you, what you're always building towards with this, right, is that there is going to be this happy moment at the end, surely. We're not just going to drive him into the dirt and leave him
1: there. Yeah, I, I do think at some point he has to start getting momentum I think they are beginning to work their way towards the crowd supporting him mm. in some way. That said, he was fined as well in storyline. A fine that it... Which kind of surprised me because we know he can't pay anything right now. <laughs> so, it'd be interesting to see if there's some kind of uh, retribution for not being able to pay his fine. Um
0: yeah, I think the reason this works so well, right, is because people are gonna love to hate Corbin anyway. Um, but when you see someone who is so down on their luck like he is, right, um, you, you can't point and laugh. It's, it's cruel and it's unfair and, um, you, you just wanna support them. You, you wanna see them do well and you wanna see them pull themselves out. And that's the, that's what the WWE is tugging on right now because they, They want you to be behind Corbin. Um, And I'm sure as soon as he gets back out of this lull, he's going to turn straight back into that uh, poop-eating villain uh, that he always is and ruin all of the goodwill that he got. I don't know.
1: I think uh, think they'll actually try to see where they can go with him as a face.
0: Mm. Yeah, those are the two options, right? uh one or the other and it's just a case of which one are they going to commit to do they feel like corbin face corbin is something they want to go forward with uh or is this something that's just going to be ultimately phased out a little bit tough guess at the moment but we will have to wait and see uh what else off of raw and smackdown do we want to talk about a lot of what's happening at the moment is obviously just heating up towards summerslam uh we might as well talk about one of the new matches that got announced for summerslam and that is seamus defending his united states championship
1: yeah yeah we know who now know that it will be damian priest who will get the shot at seamus in his championship
0: We tossed out a few names. We thought maybe it would be this guy, maybe it would be that guy. Uh, Maybe it would be some sort of multi-man match. But, yeah, they've settled on Damian Priest and can't really be happier.
1: Yeah, um, we'll have to see um, definitely if they want to pull the trigger on Priest as the United States champion uh, or not. That's still up for debate, considering they did have a zombie invasion during (laughs) one of his matches. And killed his momentum, and they had to restart on him. So I don't know what they what they want to do with him, or do they want to keep the title on Sheamus for a little while longer? And then the question is: Is then who does beat Sheamus? And then once Sheamus is beaten, where do you go with him?
0: Well, it's not it's not count Sheamus out, but uh, yeah, I, I think at the moment we discussed it at length last week, right? There's there's a few challenges that you could use. Um, that are floating around on Raw, Damien Priest is a good choice. I, I would not be surprised if he walked out of SummerSlam with that championship belt. What to do with Sheamus afterwards? Well, there's a few guys already floundering around in that, that upper mid-to-mid mid card uh, there, but i just saying, assuming a couple outcomes from SummerSlam, Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus doesn't seem out of place.
1: No, it doesn't. But, um, I do would worry that it may just, it may be rushed and it may be a quick match. Mm. It may not be something with, it may not be what we would expect between the two. Um, yeah, I just don't know what they would do with Sheamus once he's no longer champion.
0: Well, we'll just, we'll move him over to SmackDown and I think there's this guy over there called, uh, Cizango, C- 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 Ciz, 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 uh, that's not doing a whole lot. We'll just bung those two together. Eh,
1: uh, why not? The <laughs> bar could always use a reunion.
0: Um, you know, or we'll just instead of having a tag team reunion, just have them go against each other. Like, three, or five, or, or seven. times,
1: and then a uh, four-year ta- tag team reign. Top yeah. The- <laughs> uh, Let's do that! That sounds like a
0: great idea! Uh, what else are we gonna do with... <laughs> Uh, it was a great period, I love that period, uh, as much as we joke about the fact it happened. Um, yeah, let's, what, what else, what else we got here you want to talk about? I'll open the floor. I'm not going to direct at all. I'll give you free reign to pick a topic. Uh,
1: how about the whole, the million dollar championship storyline?
0: Talk about that. Let's go over to the gold, black and gold brand, because I know you love, I love you some Cameron Grimes. It's, it's heating up, we got our match at TakeOver set up, and uh, we, with a stipulation that, you know, may end us up in the dirt a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, this is definitely an interesting story, uh, uh, twist, I think, I'm not sure if they are doing it too early or not, but it's definitely interesting, like, that they are ri- risking, like, downplaying Ted and his legacy to being a butler to L.A. Knight.
0: Yeah, that's... Honestly, it's a real question there of will they go through with that, right? Like, obviously Cameron Grimes winning is the big... Everybody goes home happy, uh, cheering, Woo! he won, he got the belt, and he's free and all of this. But yeah, they could take the opposite route. Maybe the million-dollar man is going to become the million-dollar butler.
1: Yeah. Um, I really don't know what the, the outcome is. Obviously, I think the move is to put the title on Grimes in front of a, a live audience. Mm. Which, TakeOver 36 isn't going to be a live audience. It's going to be in the CWC. Um, so, I, at that point, I don't know what they're going to do. But I think, I think the crowd really does like Grimes. And I think they would they would go banana for Grimes winning the title.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think it's definitely something that people want to see. It's been something that's been built so well. Um, and before I continue on with that thought, uh, my my greedy brain prior to this show forgot to request a song. So I'll just let you ruminate over a song. Uh well we finish off this half of the show and I'll ask you in the middle to, to let everybody know. Um but jumping back to Cameron Grimes, they, they built it so so slowly, right? Like he was he was a cool character beforehand and some people liked him, some people didn't like him, he was goofy. And then he did this whole uh GameStop stocks. Everybody loved him, he's a crazy millionaire now. He had his stuff with uh Dexter Loomis, comedy genius Pulling everything off, and then the million dollar title comes along, and just segment after segment after segment, he is shining. Um, and that's not, you know, putting anything against LA Knight, that's not putting anything against Ted DiBiase, but it is Cameron Grimes that's shining through all of this. Um, and yeah, if he doesn't win the title at the end of this, we riot. That's that's all I'm saying. Eventually down the line, obviously, not tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely we something we have to get to um but yeah I, I don't know if they could really do a third match if he loses the stipulation mm. because i don't know how they could justify it
0: yeah it's like even the the second shot with the one we just got even sorry uh with ted dibiase in theory, that's a massive sacrifice that they're having to make just to get the match, you know? Um It's not just like, hey, can I have another shot? It's we have to give up Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, to be a butler to get you another shot. Um And, yeah, I, I can't see anything except maybe uh some sort of loser leaves town kind of stipulation at the end of it, but why would LA Knight accept that? He's got two butlers at that point. Uh so where this feud will go we just don't know and we'll have to see at takeover which which direction they choose to go but excited to see uh we can we can fit in one more topic it's not one that i think's going to have a lot of talking about it uh i think it's going to be merely a mentioning because josh briggs did not win and therefore uh al josh doesn't want to talk too much about it but uh odyssey jones uh picked up the win in the semi-final for the NXT Breakout Tournament. Uh, he will be going up against whoever wins between Carmelo Hayes and Duke Hudson. Uh, we all know that will be Duke Hudson, but they will be uh, duking it out. No pun intended. No, it was intended. intended. Uh, next week on NXT, and then, yeah, Odyssey Jones versus the winner of that at some point in the future to see who is the next NXT Breakout uh, star. It'll be Duke Hudson. We all know it's going to be Duke. Um, okay. But with that on the back burner, it is time then for our Entrance Theme of the Week, which hopefully I've ad-libbed long enough to give Josh time to, to pick, and he'll throw it out to us right about now. What is it? Walter. Walter, that's a good pick. That's a solid pick. And uh that song's playing for you now. And you're back with some free of roundup on FM, RFM, and NPR. I'm Grady, he's Josh. That was the theme song of Walter. And why did we play the theme song of Walter this week?
1: Oh, because I think he's about to lose his championship, and he's out of title ring for, like, 800, 900 days.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're commiserating a title loss.
1: A potential one, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 858 days.
0: Well. So that says then that you are, you're supporting Ilya Dragunov in his, uh, his quest. He's come over to NXT America or NXT Maine, however you want to refer to it, to, to get his hands on Walter.
1: Yeah, I do think so. I think it's time that they pulled the title from Walter just because it's been over two years now.
0: <laughs> it's a long time. Uh,
1: yeah. So, so yeah, I just think it's time. And Ilya's fine. He's, he's a good talent. Uh, so, and he's somebody who can go back to the UK and, and fully support the on that brand. Mm-hmm. Whereas Walter, I think is at the, towards the end of his career and just doesn't really care about America or anything. So I think he's probably going to be gone for a while.
0: That's fair. Um, I think. If, you know, I, I feel like I said this almost a year ago, and maybe it was true, because, you know, it has been a wild time, but, um, Ilya Dragunov really is the guy, I think. If anybody is gonna beat Walter, is anybody's gonna topple him, it is gonna be Ilya. Um, I thought he might have done it in their last clash, uh, over on the UK shores, but if we're coming over to America now and, uh, giving it a go at takeover, what bigger stage for Ilya to to capture this title, to end this monstrous reign, as you put it. Um, I think it's time as well. I, I, I think for the first time in however many two and a half years, we're going to be able to say, and new NXT UK champion.
1: Hopefully, though, they don't do what they, uh, a, a two-year-long title reign again.
0: <laughs> I, I They've had like two no in a
1: row. It. Things so they had a 600-day title reign for Pete Done, and then all an 850-day reign for Walter. Although, with in Walter's defense, about a year and a half of that was spent with the, um, no shows at all being able to be done because of COVID. So, yeah. But still, they they, they need to shorten up these reigns because there's only been <laughs> three champions.
0: Yeah. Uh... But weirdly the rains are getting longer and longer, so maybe Ilya's gonna have a thousand day rain. That's that's all we can predict. That's what the stats show with my two data points. He's gonna have to have a thousand days. Um but yeah, that's that's where the NXT UK championship uh is sitting. We know exactly what that match is gonna be, but we also know what another match is gonna be at takeover because it's gonna be the undisputed finale. Yeah,
1: we get we basically get a th- a three stages of hell match, but without a, uh ambulance match being the third stage. Uh, we get a single match for Fall 1, Fall 2 being a street fight, and then Fall 3, which it says if necessary, but we know it will totally be necessary, <laughs> a steel cage match.
0: No, I don't know what you're talking about. These matches always end in two. Yeah.
1: Well, it it has happened before, but rarely. Yeah. It's, um, it's
0: very rare, and if they've set up a cage to hang above, uh, for that third fall, it'd be pretty disappointing if we didn't get it.
1: Yeah. It almost has to happen. Um, usually, and usually the two out of three falls that go to falls aren't special, uh, stipulations. Mm-hmm. It's just straight up one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. The falls. Um, but yeah, so this, this is definitely the, all right, now we're done with this feud match. Yeah. You can't go anywhere from here. And, of course, that also has to do with a lot of rumors around Adam Cole's status with the company.
0: Yeah, it would be pretty bad of us to, to at least not vaguely mention those here. Um, you know, the if the rumors are true, his deal... Well, that depends what rumor you listen to, right? His deal is up at SummerSlam. His deal has been up, and he's working on extensions. He has re-signed with the WWE for many years. He has chosen not to re-sign, and will be going elsewhere. There's there's 50 million rumors surrounding Adam Cole, and none yeah, of us quite know which one's real.
1: Yeah, and there's a rumor saying Vince McMahon flew him personally to SmackDown to uh, negotiate a contract. Uh Yeah, we don't really know, but because of those rumors, I almost think Kyle Riley has to win this match.
0: If it's definitely not secured that Adam Cole will be a mainstay in NXT going forward, they're not going to hand him the win, right? They're not going to have this yeah. guy be the winner on the way out.
1: Yeah. yeah, he has to put somebody over. That's just how it is in wrestling. But also, I think if he is staying and he's going to the main roster, he loses as uh, on his way out as anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, this is like the moment for Kyle O'Reilly to prove that he deserves to be in the upper echelon of NXT beyond just a passing match here and there against the NXT champion.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, not counting the like five or six really good opportunities he's already had uh, where he's super showcased himself. Uh, I think this one is going to be solidifying him, as you say.
1: Yes. Yeah. I would say that whoever wins this match will likely be the NXT champion's next opponent. Whoever that will be. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's Joe or Cross. I do, th- so that's why I'm leaning more to Kyle O'Reilly, because I think I'd rather have that match. Yeah. Whether it be Kyle O'Reilly versus Karrion Cross or Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. Yeah, um,
0: I I can definitely see that. I I think Adam Cole's had plenty of shots at the title, right? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's had plenty of shots too, but but more varied in his opponents, um, but more exciting of a matchup. Both of those two you've listed for for Kyle.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also the fact that Kyle's not won the mat- title before. Mm. That while well, Adam Cole is obviously a two-time champion, so. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, that's where I won, uh, So that's where I see that match going.
0: Yeah, I was struggling a little bit there just because I was trying to quickly pull up a list. Uh, I wasn't able to quick enough. But um, you know, we're talking about NXT and we're talking about contract status of Adam Cole. We have to mention a couple of surprises that we got in this past few weeks uh, with a couple of NXT stars. And by a couple, I mean quite a few uh, being shown where the door is, and I guess headlining that. Uh, is, is my boy Bronson Reed.
1: Yeah, that one really shocked me because it looked like they were preparing to do some stuff with him on the main roster after he lost his title, uh, the North American Championship. Mm. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know, but there's definitely not like a big name on that list that like can, or uh, shatter, uh, the, uh, ceiling for ratings and stuff. So I'm not that concerned, but, yeah, 15 people is a lot of people to release.
0: Yeah, it's, firstly, just the volume, right? Um, And then there's just a few names on that list that were a little bit weirder. As you say, you know, Bronson Reed just had a title, and he just lost his title and was seemingly uh, being positioned, as you say, for stuff on the main roster. Um, Mercedes Martinez was being featured quite often look to be doing something in the NXT women's division. Um she gets shown the door. Um Tyler Rust just debuted as a part of the Diamond Mine, who, you know, had weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of vignettes hyping them and they came out and they they're doing something. They're one of the, the biggest storylines on NXT and uh he's shown the door. Um Bobby Fish might not have been uh you know, doing crazy amounts week in and week out or not in a a super high profile feud, but the guy was just coming off the undisputed era breakup and was still there. And, you know, every week was still at NXT. Um, definitely some surprising names.
1: Yeah. Then there was Leon Ruff, the former NXT American champ, North American champion, uh, who had like this most surprising victory in, in the, uh, COVID era. Hmm. With his title reign over, uh, like month long title reign. So, uh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, that was, the, uh, Jake Atlas, who I liked. Yeah. A lot is gone. Um, 25 Live J- doesn't
0: have it, a roster anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, really, it is hard to see all those names and like not feel anything. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, we, for years and years and years, the knock on WWE was they're hoarding too much talent. They're hoarding too much talent. They have signed everybody to a contract, and then they start releasing them t- to free up budget, and it's like, and then people freak out because of it.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like there's a blanket statement we've got to say, and we've said it a couple of times when releases like this have happened, and uh, for this show and, you know, this radio show we've done... We look at things from, you know, the storyline perspective. Do they, do they make sense? And, and storyline is, is this fun to watch? Is this entertaining? Um, and then there's another aspect when we talk about the stuff that maybe we don't hinge on the most, as you say, but like that was 15, 16 people who lost their jobs, um, who are no longer employed, who have, had their dream cut short um and it sucks it sucks whether you're a bronson reed who's being featured as we say losing titles and um massively over and it sucks if you're a an asher hale or a, a zachariah smith uh lower down on the list these are these are still people who are losing their jobs and whose dreams are no longer there and you know just because we might not stop every time someone's released and we might talk, you know, Bray Wyatt's released, we might talk about how that sucks for the storylines, how's that going to affect Alexa Bliss. Just know that from both of us, we still care about that human side. We might not talk about it on the show. We might not always give it the time on the show, but we care about that. That is still people losing their jobs and their dreams and their livelihoods, Um and that always sucks.
1: And it's not like we're in a situation where they don't have options. Mm. Uh, These 13 people that were released from NXT all could go to New Japan. They could all go to uh, Impact. They could all go to AEW, although AEW is starting to uh, get a little bloated. Uh, So they they could go to the independents and... They can make a, a pretty penny from the fact that they were in dubbed from WWE because independents will pay you more if you have a WWE name mm-hmm. of any kind. So they're they will still be wrestling, and there's possibility that some of them could be brought back in a few months. There's some of them that could be brought back in a different role, like say Bobby Fish, for example. He he started to get up there in age; he's in the, like low forties. They could bring him in as a trainer. That would be perfectly fine. So it's not... There's, there's still options. They There will always be a few possibilities they could come back with the company in a couple months, uh, restructure their deals and stuff. So it's not a lockdown that they're not going to be working. It just may take up 90 days.
0: Uh, I guess the the general motive, and I'm not going to end on this. I'm going to find something else for us to end on is just, it sucks when people get released. And poop happens, and, you know, from a viewer perspective and from a analyst perspective, we we move on. And that's, that's what we're going to have to do here, as I try and rapidly find something to end on that is not that sad note. <sighs> Drake Maverick got his butt kicked, and it was funny, because, you know, it's always funny when Drake gets kicked.
1: Yeah, um... It was also to further the storyline with uh Tian Chao, uh with Zaya out of action at the time for the time mm-hmm. being. Uh we got a match for Boa. And he just
0: kicks Drake's head off, you know, after the whole mysterious uh spray. But other than that, Boa Boa just kicked his head off. Um but yeah. There we go. I'm happy. Drake getting his head kicked off is funny. We can end on a funny note. And uh because that is all we have time for this week. It's been great talking to you. Bye B. You can visit our Facebook page, fest.com forward slash wrestling uh, r and d up. I remembered it. Or twitter.com, twittercom dot com forward slash wrestling IND up, or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling IND up. And we will see you next week with our preview for SummerSlam and Takeover. Oh,